0: Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with today? Well, I'm Glenn Kaiser. I'm mm-hmm. Kaiser,
1: and I've been a resident of uh, Uptown wow since 70 early 73 about March 73. Wow.
0: I guess at starting the conversation with just the idea of uh, the surface and what we can look at. So, we're in a room behind the Advent calendar uh, across from Jesus' people. We're on Wilson Avenue. And you've been at, at this location, um, the old Chelsea Hotel. Um. Since that was open, or? I think
1: twenty five years or more now. Okay, I've begun to lose track. To be honest with you, they kind of all melts together after a while.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is uh any other parts of uptown that um pop out to you? Oh.
1: Well, the, when I think of uptown, or when I try to, when people ask me, I travel a lot. I'm a musician. Um, I do several, work in several styles, but mainly blues. And when I travel, and people, whether it's in the States or overseas or wherever, and people want to ask me about where I live, I always say Uptown Chicago. Uh, Uptown, there's neighborhoods all over Metro Chicago, and in Chicago proper. And I always tell them Uptown, one of the first things that comes to mind is the melting pot of so many different cultures and even languages, uh, ethnicities, Again, I think capital D diversity on so many levels, you know, is what I appreciate, what I love, you know. Also, being a musician, if you um, are on the street, in most places in uptown, particularly the main thoroughfares, the main roads, when it's warm enough and windows of cars are open, you're going to hear hip-hop, rap, um, Spanish language music, you know, rock and roll. I mean, sometimes blues. Every kind of music coming out of people's cars, you know. <laughs> so again, to me, that's the pleasure, or one of the great pleasures of, of this neck of the woods. And... Uh, lastly i'd mention quickly the history my dad he lived in a hotel right up here in uptown which either had been or was right next door to what had been charlie chaplin's movie studio back in the day i couldn't believe it so i ended up living two blocks from where my dad had lived for years uh, prior to meeting my mom and marrying her and that he moved up to milwaukee got transferred by his job and then up to to Beaver Dam in central Wisconsin. Okay. So, you know, to me, the diversity and even that kind of a sentimental attachment, uh, but I love Uptown, I always have.
0: And the other aesthetic of kind of the surface level, uh, you had mentioned a um, uh, musician most associated with the blues. Uh, Um, is there any other genres you get associated with?
1: Well, for 28 years, my wife and I fronted a rock band. Um, It was a little bit prior to using the term heavy metal, but it was early, early stage metal. It really was very hard rock, and my background is blues-based. My best buddy had an afro uh, from the third grade up till high school graduation, actually in West Dallas suburb of Milwaukee, you know, um, and we played in soul and R&B and blues band. So I pick up on all that, but that absolutely, uh, there was no escaping all of that in the rock that even the really, really hard rock that we did. And I still on occasion do that. I did an album called swamp gas Messiahs, uh, talking about the, <laughs> Well, essentially, Trump. To be honest with you, but I mean, <laughs> the, the issue dealt with really the history of racism, of of poor people, of the issues of immigration, hmm. of uh, all of the really the, the criminal activity that took place against African American folks. So I did an entire album um, a couple years back uh, dealing with all of those those issues that really could have been done in the late 60s, in the middle or late 60s, because the whole thing was a protest album, every song on it. So I hmm. didn't think about style unless you want to think about, I don't know, certain uh, uh, inspiration from like Buffy St. Marie, Pete Seeger. Yeah. so yeah but largely blues largely blues that's when I pick up a guitar or harmonica or start singing I almost naturally go there and it's been that way for most of my life came on what was the Ed Sullivan Uh, show and like a lot of people my age freaked out and oh my goodness, thought it was the best (laughs) thing I ever saw and heard. Bugged my mother and the following Christmas got a guitar and an amp and um, first band I was in, I was 13 and we were doing soul, R&B a bit of uh, on the edge of rock, you know Uh and it kind of just went on from there (laughs)
0: Uh, So we're kind of getting into uh, moving beyond surface and imagery, aesthetics, to aspects, roles in your life. Um, You have a role in this community, in the Jesus people community, or I don't know, would you describe it as a role or...
1: Well, a a, a calling, a gifting, Um, (laughs) you know, the main thing I do these days, and for probably, oh man, I don't know how many years now, uh, I've been, in fact, to Monday night, I'll be in Cook County Jail. Uh, I'm glad they always let me go home afterwards. Um, I'm a chaplain, uh, and so I work as a volunteer chaplain at Cook County Jail. I'm also registered at Stateville just before the pandemic Mm. hit so i haven't been able to go in yet because it's still locked down throughout but i've done Mm. tons of concerts and uh, bible studies and just interaction in a chaplain's role uh, and service area throughout illinois uh, a whole pile of prisons on the north uh, part of the state and and some down south and uh, Ohio for years, I would do one or two prison tours all through Ohio. There's the see. Back in the day, I was an addict, and and I understand how disease affecting your family, uh, uh, poverty affecting your family. Wanting out, uh, wanting some kind of freedom. Uh, I I get how people, and plus, whatever, maybe veterans. um, It it goes on and on. People are so in need and hurting, so I understand how people end up trying to self-medicate. And if they can't get the right uh, medication uh, legally, well, then whatever. You know, I gotta somehow cope, right? So I was very much a drug uh, and booze addict back in the day and without uh, in my case without without a a faith in Jesus I wouldn't be alive there's no there's no way so early on I got tagged as a musician but also eventually as a pastor Hmm. but it's been I mean I don't even remember now I was trying to think about this uh, last night it's been quite a few years I basically asked our team our leadership team Hey, we don't have too many people going to the prisons and the jails. We don't have too many people going into blues clubs or bikers rallies. I've played Sturgis many times, Daytona Bike Week, and so on. Uh, all sorts of bikers rallies all over the country and overseas as well. Not that many touring musicians who continue to record and have built these bridges and these relationships. Could you, could you cut me, Louis? So I'm I'm technically a pastor emeritus uh, at Jesus People. I still okay. pastor, I and mean, people come to me for help, for encouragement, uh-huh. for prayer, you know. Uh-huh. For, uh, and I and I online. So there is still that that pastoral element. But really, I'm, I'm just a guy who plays music and very thankfully got, I'm in super recovery. I still 12-step, so much grace in my life and so much really life in my life, you know, where, where the, the addictions just went out the window very quickly, early on, pretty, pretty miraculous if you would've known me back in that day. So all of that figures into how I think, uh, the idea of community, Of connections, collaboration. That sort of society to me makes sense. And it's largely what we are, Jesus people. Okay. Hmm. Juxtaposition. Well, there's something very therapeutic in the most positive sense when you meet up with a person or more than one or a group of people where you. You feel like you don't have to explain yourself, but the door is open if you want to. And the you too, you too. You you felt <laughs> that. You feel that. You. Again, we were talking earlier, Ben, about this issue of creativity and music, and immediately my mind went to some of what I do at uh, when I'm in a prison or Cook County Jail. The, some of the songs I lead, even, and, and have written, by the way, I've written a pile of songs in a little bit more of a blues genre, and I will go for call and response. Hmm. So it becomes, because you can't always bring the lyrics you know, in. Sometimes they let you. It depends on the facility and whatever.
0: Okay.
1: So the leader sings a line, and everybody else respond, repeats that line back at them. Mm-hmm. Then you go back and forth.
0: You sing the choruses together yeah well the one of the themes I guess was that was starting to come together was uh, and what we were talking about before was uh, singing and wellness. Um, and I've uh, always had, like, a little bit of an inclination that that those are related. Recently, dipping my toe into faith um, ideas and seeing that in creativity seems like I'm Well, I guess I was I was just looking at those together, uh, creativity and faith. But then I guess I guess uh, I guess by association, then um, faith would be related to wellness. And I sure. (laughs) Well, you're taking a risk. Yeah.
1: I mean, when I write a lyric, but lyrics, which I write a lot of, because I write a lot of songs over the years, and you know you're taking a risk. There's a risk. Um, there's a risk that when, you're, when you think you're finished, you're not really finished uh, with, with a piece or somebody won't like it or a lot of people won't or won't relate to it. So you're risking whether people will relate to what you bring to the table. You're risking making mistakes. You're risking doing something even you won't like or you thought it was good last night, you woke up in the morning and looked at it and said, did I drink too much coffee before bed or what? You know, it was the pizza I was eating. I mean, you know, so there's, there's a certain amount of faith, I think, that has to go into creativity of any sort. And really you're imagining in your mind on some level or other, but, but, but you're, taking, you're, you're taking a risk. You're, you have to go do what you do in faith. And eventually you have to say, okay, whether you have a time certain that's put upon you for some reason, job you work or, you know, the art shop that you're a part of, uh, or a certain date on the calendar, sometime you finally have to say, okay, I'm done. I'm done with this, I I have to put it out there or stick it in the closet, you know, keep it on the hard drive. "Eh, I think people need to hear this. You're making decisions along and along so but i can't i can't see any way around that core issue of faith connecting with creativity
0: connecting connecting ideas is the conversation moving from surface to looking at all the aspects and uh, parts of a person's life and what they're they're doing in that life and then connecting different ideas and so I' um, I think everything is is kind of there. I think I'll, I'll leave it to the listener to kind of <laughs> um, see where it's ending up for them with uh, wellness, creativity, and faith. Um, the connection that I wanted to bring up and something that was inspired... Inspiring this conversation was um, coming into um, everybody's coffee and hearing you play blues versions of Christmas songs, yeah. <laughs> and um, I felt like there was a there's a connection blues and Christmas.
1: The biggest book of the Bible is the book of Psalms, which are all lyrics. It's 150 lyrics. About a third or a little over one third of those lyrics are laments. Lament has to do with pain, struggle, loss, uh, injustice. Um, you know, what the scripture talks about is sin and personal, you know, I've failed, whatever. I mean, it goes on and on and on, right? These. That was the hymnal of Israel for quite a few, I would say a couple hundred years at least. So they were singing these songs that lyrically, lyrically were, you'd consider them blues in, in a ballpark genre, you know. I have a dear friend who went through a horrible childhood a divorce, remarried, and I heard two, three days ago, we've been in touch for a long time now. I've known him for about 40 years. His wife, her daughter, I think was 38 years old. She was diagnosed with cancer and she passed away three days ago. Three young kids, the oldest is 15. And here they're coming into Christmas. They've had an, a, a loving, gracious, sweet mama. And just like that, she's gone. And now they're going, they're going to, they're going to approach, and, and to top it all off, their oldest, the 15-year-old boy, she passed away on his birthday. I mean, lament, uh, struggle, darkness, reality of it all. When I see people on Monday down at, County Jail. You know, some of these people have been sitting there for six months because of traffic tickets. Traffic tickets. You know, it's the injustice, the stupidity of it all. That the system often is, to be blunt, pretty stupid. Okay. So I look at the situation and I think, you know, we need to rejoice when we can recognize in faith light and life and some sense of sanity. In a world that often is fairly fairly broken, pretty insane, it can be downright mean. And even Ukraine, I've, I've been thinking a lot about Ukraine. Oh my goodness, what they're going through right now? So I, I look at, and a lot of the Russian uh, public and citizenry. Okay, what does all that have to do with how I did the blues Christmas at everybody's coffee? Which is really more of a celebration because it's, it's reality, it's, it's human, it's the human condition, all of it. And a bit of an invasion by who I believe is, is God, and had that not happened, had He not shown up in my life the way He did, and that's a whole another story, but had those things not gone down in my life, I, don't, I really don't believe I'd be alive. So there's that sense of being grateful for me, being thankful, recognizing the beauty of the lights when the snow's pretty before (laughs) before the traffic brings the the dark the mud and the brown and the muck Mm. you know, whatever Uh, even when I see people under the bridge or in homeless camps around Chicago and I'll see two or three cars or vans lined up and people passing out food and hot drinks and gloves and clean new socks and blankets and, you know, you know our shelter three blocks from here. So we're dealing with homeless folks continuously. It's part of what we do. That brings joy, that brings life and light. But we can't pretend that the darkness doesn't exist or it's not in our lives or in our world, Mm -hmm. it is. So all of this conspires Can we not rejoice and celebrate and have fun, enjoy the coffee, the cookies, and just the camaraderie, the solidarity of of friends and neighbors in uptown throughout the neighborhoods? But also, not deny some of these folks—they're having a rough go of it, and they're going to have a rough go of it, you know, this this Christmas. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I laid my burdens down. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I laid my burdens down. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Uh, One lady, longtime friend, she's out in Oregon, and her young young husband passed away I mean they, they had to be in their Hallelujah. mid-30s maybe and unexpectedly just out of that boom uh, he died and what a shock and she, she's of course going through the, the suffering and she's trying to learn how to. some of the healing comes in finding things to, to give thanks for and to be grateful for and I mean, even a good cup of coffee and a, a good pastry at a local coffee shop, she'll, she'll pop that up in Facebook going, well, I sure miss Dan. I sure miss Dan. I, thanks for your prayers. I'm approaching Christmas here for the first time without my husband. Even these sets that I've that I'm putting together I'll do a couple of the, the, the classic you know, carols at Cook County, and I'll do several others, and some that relate to the suffering and the pain. And back in the, the scriptures, uh, people that walked in darkness saw a great light. You know, it's there's that juxtaposition.
0: Yeah, it, I think both, uh, uh, separately, Christmas, And the blues are, um,
1: it's a pain reliever,
0: yeah. Uh, and a pain reliever because there is pain, um,
1: it's reality,
0: yeah. The the light, I
1: love blues, I mean, people, it's human, Mm -hmm. it's honest. My baby left me, you know. Well, a lot of people's babies did leave them, and yeah. It don't feel so hot, you know. It feels pretty lousy. So, but there's a there's also in a lot of blues music, Ben lyrically. It's kind of like a shrug, well, with a bit of a grin. It's the way it is. That's the yeah. way it is. You know what?
0: Yeah, <laughs> both of those um, have have ways of of coping. Uh, blues and, yes. and Christmas ways of coping. And yes. and I think they're really easy to enjoy with each other. Being with with people and enjoying that companionship, I think blues is much more enjoyable with with a bunch of other people. Oh, I agree. Uh, yeah, I think that brings us to the... The final stage of the, the surface-to-depth conversation and going uh, into the, the now what and just enjoy life together. One day at a time. <laughs> One day at a time. One day at a time. Just being
1: together and redeeming the time, You know, making good use of the time that we have, I think that's huge.
0: And the the specifics, I think uh, we have our our general goal of of hanging out, and specifics kind of come about as yeah. as we move along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, yeah, I look forward to the next time we we get to cross paths and. Um, yeah. Thanks. Same Glenn.
1: here. Same here, Ben. You're welcome, and thanks for doing what you do for Uptown and Karen. I love this town. I love this city, and I love this neighborhood. It's uh, there's so much there's so much life and creativity right in our you know right here in our backyard, and, and sometimes in our back pocket, somebody just needs to something needs to happen to where we inspire to pull that thing out and start doing something. <laughs> get creative if I can inspire some of that that's that's a big joy in my life.
0: Thanks Ben. yeah yeah thank you. <laughs> great. Oh, we'll see see what happens Maybe.
1: Joy to the world the Lord come let's